excited to talk to you and share this message with you this morning. One of my favorite Bible verses, we're going to spend some time, I just love the picture that is there that I shared with the children this morning when the Apostle Paul encourages us and he tells us to let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. Because I like food. Uh, I like to eat food. Maybe you do too. And I also like to cook and I like to, to grill. And I don't have uh, the skill set that some of you do. That Those of you who are out a couple weeks ago at the competition right here in Siena. But I loved tasting what you created there. It was amazing and it was awesome. And then to think about that and think about these words and to think that God would use my words in my conversations and he would use that to be this savory and also saving thing for another person. That he would use me to share with them how their life has been changed by Jesus. And so it's just amazing. And so I was really excited to talk with all of you about this next habit of a disciple that disciples of Jesus talk to people. And so then I, I got into the, this section and I started studying it. I started chewing on it. I started to, to get all of the flavor out of it. I started to deeply digest what these words mean. And as I did that, something changed. And I had a, a different emotion that came into my heart. Guilt. And the more that I studied and, and the more that I thought about it, the more that I chewed on these words, the more that I, that I took them in very deeply into my own heart, the more the guilt came. And along with it, self-conviction and self-condemnation. And I wonder if some of you might feel the same way. When you hear these words, you hear this direction that is given for you as your life of a disciple in just this small paragraph. Did you count them? Five sentences. And in those five sentences, it's clear. It's very clear that as God speaks through his chosen servant, this early church leader, Paul, that he wants you, he directs you, he tells you to talk to people. And not just your people, not just the people that you're comfortable with and you're familiar with. He even says outsiders. And so I wonder if for you, like for me, when, when you realize again that Jesus doesn't just call you to be his disciple, but he also calls you to be his witness. 
to speak about him, to boldly share with others what Jesus has done for them, to confess your faith to the world, to have those conversations. I wonder if maybe you get a little self-conscious, maybe even defensive, and maybe you also feel that guilt, like I did, because I thought about the people and the connections where I could be speaking to them, where I could be sharing the amazing grace of Jesus. And I haven't. And then I thought about some of those relationships, those connections that I've let slip and I've let fade, and along with that then, the opportunities to speak God's incredible mercy, those also have faded. And I thought about the times that my conversations were far more salty than really seasoned well with grace. And it hurt. So I could understand if, as you heard this next habit of a disciple, to talk to people, I could understand if there was a little apprehension on your part. But I'm still excited. I'm still excited to talk to you because I kept reading, I kept studying, I kept deeply digesting these words. And I got this incredible flavor. Grace. And I want you to taste that today too. Because yes, you have been called to be a disciple. And yes, you have been called to be a witness. And yes, you have been called to talk to people. But do you remember of whom and about whom and for whom all of that is? It's Jesus. It's Jesus, and Jesus is full of grace. And Paul tells us that there is this mystery that surrounds Jesus. But for you, that isn't a mystery. That isn't something that's unsolved for you. It is known to you. You know this incredible mystery. This mystery of of wonder that you live under the overwhelming grace of God. It's incredible wonder that the God of this entire universe, that he loved you so much that he would give up his throne in the highest heights of heaven and he would come down He would live and walk in your shoes. He would even die for you. So that he could talk to you forever. 
So that the conversations that you could have with him, that they would go on, they would last. They would keep going into eternity. And every single day, his grace and his mercy, it is poured over you. So that you are refreshed, so that you are renewed, so that you are energized, so that you are reminded that you are his. Every day. I want you to taste this grace and I want you to taste it for all that it is worth. That there is no guilt that can linger over your heart. There is no shoulda, coulda, wouldas that can cause you to hang your head. Because that's not how grace works. You're forgiven. You're redeemed. And you are deeply loved. Oh man, God's grace is so good, right? So good. And that's why it's so important that we talk to people. So now that we understand that, now we can joyfully and we can excitedly, we can dive into this section of God's Word and we can see the practical encouragements that we have here for how to live our life as Jesus' disciple. And Paul uses some really interesting words when he says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. If you're taking notes along with us today, the first thing you write, write down is be wise. There is value in making a plan. There's value in strategizing, really thinking through how you talk to people. The who, what, when, where, how. To, to make a plan so that you can be open to that. So that you can be open to outsiders. Now, outside of what? Maybe they're outside your, your comfort zone. Maybe they're outside your friends or your family. But really, outside of the church. Outside of Christ and his kingdom. Outside the family of believers. And we don't want them out. We want them in. in the church, in the fold of Christ, in the family of believers. We want to change their lives with Jesus. And Paul can say this, he can say be wise to every single one of us, it doesn't matter your personality. It doesn't matter if you're introverted, extroverted, type A, type B, or any other personality from any other personality test that you've ever taken. It doesn't matter who you are because part of being wise is to know yourself. And so some of you, you really, really, really like to talk to people, right? Are you... 
you can enter into any situation, any new crowd, new home, new neighborhood, new school. It doesn't matter. You can be there and, and you can connect and you can have a conversation with anybody in the room and you can start it and you love it. That's your jam. That's awesome. Then learn and, and grow into how you can take all those conversations that you start so quickly and so easily and learn how you can quickly turn them to be kingdom-oriented, to be about Jesus. And maybe that's not you. Maybe you rarely start a conversation with another person. Or maybe for you, you have fewer relationships, but you take them very deep. That's awesome. Talk to those people. Listen to them. Take that, that skill that you have for, for deep emotional empathy and vulnerability and openness and, and use that to, to learn and grow how you can then take those conversations, those deep conversations you have and how you can turn them to be about the deep matters of faith and spirituality. Wherever you are on, the, on that spectrum, whether you're one extreme or the other, you're somewhere in between, you can be wise. And then you can also be full of grace. Second thing you write down, be full of grace. Paul encourages us, have our conversations full of grace seasoned with salt. He wants them steeped in grace, permeating God's grace. So can we form some habits there in the way that we talk? Let's make it a habit that when we talk, we talk with the gratitude that understands just how truly blessed we are. Let's make it a habit that when we talk, we, we make it clear that we know just how deep God's grace runs because we know, we know it for our own souls and our own hearts. Let's make it a habit to talk humbly, lovingly, kindly. Let's make it a habit that in all of our conversations that, that we are aware of the mercy of our God that surrounds everything that we say. Because when you make your conversations full of grace, then, Paul says, you will know how to answer everyone. And in Paul's original language of Greek, it's actually a little bit more clear what he says there because he says that you will be able to give an answer to each one individually. Treat people as individuals. You know, it's so easy for us to, to slap some kind of label on somebody when we see them, when we meet them, but then that doesn't really give us the chance to get to know them, to learn their story, their ups, their downs, their, their highs, their lows, 
their joys, their fears, their worries. So don't generalize. Individualize. Treat everyone as an individual person. There's all those labels, unchurched, prospect, parent, spouse, married, divorced, widowed, black, white, Latin, all those different labels that we might use, and that might be important in some big spreadsheet of a database somewhere, but not when we meet them and we interact with them, we talk to them. Then we want to get to know each one of them as a person. And when we get to know them as a person individually, then you will be able to keep the conversation going. If you're taking notes, that's the next thing you can write down. Keep the conversation going. When Paul says that we can give an answer to each one, he's not telling you to be the the definitive expert on all things biblical so that you can give that complete answer and you can close down the conversation to every question. In fact, he's telling you the opposite. He's telling you to to keep the conversation going, that, that back and forth that's so important when you talk to people. Because as you keep the conversation going and your conversation is always full of grace, then you give that grace time to work. You give that powerful word of God time to work. You give the Holy Spirit time to work in that person's heart. And that opportunity is so important. For God's word to work, for the Holy Spirit's work is so important. Paul asked for the door to be opened so that he could proclaim the mystery of Christ. For so many people, Christ remains a mystery. He's something unsolved for them. And they may know his name. They may know, think they know something about him. They may know that there's this religion that's all focused on him. He's at the center of it. But do they really know Christ? Do they know Jesus? Do they know how he has changed your life? Do they know how he has radically altered your eternal fate? Do they know forgiveness? Do they know freedom from guilt? People are so desperately searching to find meaning and purpose in their life. They're they're desperately trying to find that release from the guilt that crushes them and and the fears and the worries that they have about the future. Brothers and sisters, we have such an amazing opportunity to tell people about Jesus. And so the next thing you're going to write down is make Christ known. Make Christ known. Like Abby did. Abby was a young lady from the Great Plains of the United States. And when Abby graduated from college, 
She wanted to spend some time having an adventure, traveling the world a little bit, and so she landed in New Zealand. And in New Zealand, she got a job working as a barista at this coffee shop, this dolphin encounter experience. And that's where she met Jack. And Jack thought, that's a cute American. And so he was happy to train her as the barista at the coffee shop. And Jack probably started the conversation, but Abby kept it going. And she made it always full of grace. She made Jesus known, which was really, really important for Jack. You see, Jack was a young man. He had grown up, grown up in New Zealand, and he wanted to be more spiritual, and he was exploring faith and religion. And in fact, he was becoming really deeply connected with a Mormon church. But as this conversation with Abby kept going, he heard something there that was remarkable and different and amazing. Grace. Forgiveness. In Jesus' name. And this story continues to have a, a pretty happy, I won't say ending, continuation. Yes, Jack and Abby, they got married. They moved to the United States. I think they even have a, a kid now. But that's not the awesome part of the story. The awesome part of the story is that Jack knows his Savior Jack knows Jesus rightly. And that story wasn't really mine to share this morning. I just read it this last week, actually. It was in the May edition of the Ford and Christ magazine. And I don't know if we have any more of those lying around here that you can find, but you can definitely find it online. And you can read more details about that story. It's an amazing story. An amazing confession of faith. And it is the reason that we, as disciples of Jesus, will talk to people. And as we do, there's one final encouragement that Paul gives us. Begin with prayer. It's so central to the words that Paul wrote here. He emphasized it. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. Pray for us to that God may open a door for our message. If we need boldness and courage so that we meet people, start conversations, talk to them, if we need that courage to be open and vulnerable in those conversations, then let's pray to God. Let's ask Him to lead us forth with that courage. If we need help so that we don't just talk, but that we actually listen. And we don't just run over the conversation because we have so much to say and we're so eager to do it that we, we miss the point. Then let's ask God 
to remind us that his love and his compassion allows us to be patient and listen first. Listen well and then speak. And if we need help so that we don't just slap a label on everybody that we see and then we assume that we know that how they're going to react and how they're going to respond to anything that we say, then let's ask God to put the label on each and every person as a soul for whom Jesus bled and died. And if we need clarity in our words so that our conversations are full of grace and so that we make Christ known, then let's ask God to remind us that he has given us the tools we need. He's put faith in your heart. And on top of that, he has given you the Holy Spirit to work powerfully through your words and your message. Let's pray that Jesus continue to form us as his disciples. Disciples who are wise, who are full of grace, who treat people as individuals who keep the conversation going, make Christ known, and begin with prayer. Let's ask Jesus to make us those kind of disciples who talk to people. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.